Good morning. I'm the Reverend Jacqueline Sheldon from St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street in Willimantic, and I'm delighted to be with you on this last Sunday of Epiphany. Actually, this Sunday is called Transfiguration Sunday. So as we enter into our meditation, let's take a time of stillness to recenter ourselves in the love of God, letting go of all that has been before this moment and opening ourselves up to God's Holy Spirit and love in this moment. I'd like to share with you a prayer from the Bishop of the Diocese of Missouri, the Reverend Dion K. Johnson. May the one who stilled the storm still the disquiet within us. May the one who tamed the chaos tame the confusion within us. May the one who lifted up the lowly lift the despair within us. May the one who named us beloved name each of us and claim us and carry us in all ways, always. Amen. Our reading this morning comes from Mark's Gospel, the ninth chapter, verses 2 through 10. I'll be reading it to you from the message. Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out right before their eyes. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could make them. Elijah, along with Moses, came into view in deep conversation with Jesus. Peter interrupted, Rabbi, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He blurted this out without thinking, stunned as they all were by what they were seeing. Just then, a radiant cloud enveloped them, and from deep in the cloud, a voice. This is my son, marked by my love. Listen to him. The next minute, the disciples were looking around, rubbing their eyes, seeing nothing but Jesus. Only Jesus. Coming down the mountain, Jesus swore them to secrecy. Don't tell a soul what you saw. After the Son of Man rises from the dead, you are free to talk. They puzzled over that, wondering what on earth rising from the dead meant. The Gospel of the Lord. This is the last Sunday of the Epiphany season. We begin the Lenten season this week with a ritual of Ash Wednesday. For many Christ followers on Wednesday, we'll gather in our Ash Wednesday services to prepare ourselves to enter our Lenten journey by remembering all the ways we have rebelled against and rejected the love of God in our lives. An extensive litany of confession is recited in the Episcopal Church, which proclaims all the ways we are called to love in the world and the admission of how we have fallen short of this calling. Essentially, it boils down to this issue. 
try as we might, we have not loved God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and we have not loved ourselves first, and then out of our love for ourselves, loved our neighbors. As a cross of ashes is marked on our foreheads, we hear the words, Remember you are dust, and to dust you shall return. It's a really powerful service, and it's a service that sets our heart in a particular place. We've been through the journey of Jesus's glorious anticipated birth, and we've been through um, all these moments that we've reflected on in in the last few weeks of the powerful manifestation of God's physical love in the world through Jesus, and then how that looks for us today. And now we are going to move from this time of reflection on who Jesus is and how he's the presence of love in the world. We're now moving forward into the journey, the human journey of understanding as we enter into the Lenten period and we reflect on the scriptures that tell the story of how we just can't recognize Jesus and his love. And we do crazy human things because it's so hard for us to grow in that love and receive it and trust it. This time in the church year is not observed to cause us to see how morally deficient we are. It is followed so we can grow closer to our God of love. During this time, we have the opportunity to deepen our understanding of how much we need the love of God to help us grow into the joy of being fully children of love, bringing love into the world. For five weeks, we will, sift, we will shift our focus from the powerful manifestation of God's love through Jesus to consider how difficult it is for us to fully comprehend this gift and our resistance to love's call to come closer. This is the opportunity in the rhythm of the following the way of Jesus to contemplate our limitations in knowing and loving and letting God work through us in the world. And in some ways, we can actually see in today's story of the Transfiguration, this dilemma. So how is it that we're meant to grow? And clearly, it's not a snap moment that we know who God is and what God's love is all about. It takes a whole lifetime. It, it, It takes a whole lifetime just for us to understand ourselves in Christ, let alone understanding all that Christ means to us and all that we're called to do in the world. So the wonderful thing about the gospel writings is that they show us the challenge of human beings to understand this real presence of God's love through Jesus Christ in the world. I've always marveled at the idea that when you read the gospel stories, they always reflect, like today's story, particularly about Peter and the other um, two disciples, how they don't, they're they right with him and they don't fully understand what's going on. And imagine that these stories that were all written that continually let us know that the disciples who were following with Jesus right there present with him, they couldn't fully understand who he was or what his presence in the world and in their lives meant. They, they, were, they were constantly curious and constantly discovering. Imagine that, that those texts that we have were written, uh, they weren't written until maybe 30 years at the earliest after Jesus' death and resurrection. 
probably more like 40 to 50 years after Jesus's death and resurrection, having chewed on all of what happened and what it meant to them, were they ready to write these stories down? And when they wrote the stories down, they wrote down how they couldn't understand, which gives us a really important way of looking at our journey to recognize that as much as at this moment we could love God and we could love Jesus, we don't fully get it and that we're not really meant to get it. it. You know, even in that line where he says they swore them to secrecy, not to say anything till after he rose from the dead, you can see in that in that idea that they're conveying that the revelation and the understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, what the whole story of what it means to know the love of God and to bring that love of God in the world, it's unfolding and we can only take so much at a time. So that's what Lent is about. During Lent, we take time to either, sometimes we, we focus on, sometimes we focus on uh, giving something up, like, you know, some people will do, like I've always done, give up potato chips. We we give up something special to us to see what the challenge is like for us to, you know, give up and love something to be closer to God um, and to be closer to Jesus. Or we take on things. We take on more reflections and more prayers, or maybe we take on more service in the world again to be able to reflect on the love of God and how we are in life and where we are in life. Now, if you think about those kinds of activities um, in Lent, uh, another way to imagine it is what we're really doing is we're acknowledging that it is necessary for us to keep seeking to know God in the very every moment of our lives and that God is constantly seeking to help us grow and be healed and be more free to be ourselves. So if you give up potato chips, the first thing you do is you start craving potato chips and you figure out how hard it is to stay on the steady mark of not having potato chips because because it's so hard to do. Or if you take on a service project, the next thing you know, you're starting to think about how you know challenging it is to make sure you have the time to make that happen. Or if you take on extra prayers, you start struggling with what it feels like to give up your time, surrender yourself. In each one of these cases, what we're talking about, these practices that seem little or or mundane, they actually are showing us how difficult it is for us to, number one, surrender and number two, trust. So really, if you think about it, the entire time of the Lenten journey uh, is focused on being willing to surrender a little more of ourselves and how we take care of ourselves and trust a little more in how much God loves us and takes care of us. So this week, uh, I want you to consider the idea of Lent not so much as a duty and a discipline, but as an act of love to discover maybe a place in your life where where God wants to do a little more healing, wants to help you let go of something and be a little more open and kind and forgiving and gentle to yourself and to others somewhere in your life that, you know, you're not really happy having there anyway. So with that in mind, uh, I'm really excited about what we're going to be doing here on the radio Uh, for the next five weeks, we're going to be using the daily devotional that we're supplying through St. Paul's called 
practicing forgiveness with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, we're going to be discussing what the dynamics are of forgiveness and how forgiveness allows us to open up and have safe spaces and to become more joyful because we understand how we're forgiven and how we forgive others and how others forgive us. It's, it's, it's going to be a beautiful study. So I hope that you'll join us in it. And if you want to receive one of our daily devotionals, all you need to do is go to our website, stpaulswillimatic.org. And like I've told you before, it's S-T-P-A-U-L-S, org. Roll down to the, the, the bottom of the first the, the opening page, and you'll see a place where you can put your name and your address in So, and request uh, one of our daily, daily devotionals, and we'll mail it right out to you. So for the next five weeks, we're going to be talking about forgiveness as we walk the Lenten journey of love. With that, I'm going to leave you with the music, I Surrender All, because essentially that's the Lenten journey, surrendering a little bit more to the love of God so we may be more free. Amen. to thee.